0: Climate change just then emerging as as being the biggest environmental issue and threat that we needed to address. Individual Australians have put their hand in their pocket and bought rooftop panels. We lead the world in that. We've developed a society, an economic system and a technology that is actually destabilising the entire Earth system. You're listening to the Climate Council Podcast. Welcome to the Climate Council Podcast. I'm Alexia Boland. Australia is stuck in the slow lane on transport pollution as the only OECD country in the world without greenhouse gas emission standards for vehicles, according to the latest Climate Council report. The Climate Council's waiting for the green light transport solutions to climate change shows that transport is Australia's second largest source of greenhouse gas pollution, after electricity. It also highlights that global transport pollution levels are on track to double by 2050, with Australia also taking a backseat on transport efficiency, lagging behind Russia, Mexico and Indonesia. Today we speak to Climate Council, Climate and Energy Solutions Analyst and Report author Petra Stock.
1: We're launching this new report to really kickstart a conversation in Australia about transport and the need to tackle our rising transport emissions. So that means we need a policy in place to tackle greenhouse gas emissions from the transport sector, the second largest emitting sector after electricity, and we need a whole host of solutions to start driving down transport emissions. So
0: Australia at the moment does not have a plan in terms of lowering greenhouse gas pollution levels from transport modes of transport such as cars, trucks, things of that nature?
1: No, we don't have any plan to tackle transport emissions and what's more, those emissions continue to rise. So the transport sector is our second largest source. Uh, It's about 17% of our national emissions every year and those... The greenhouse gas pollution from our transport sector, our cars, trucks and buses just keep going up and up and we really need to start driving those down.
0: Pardon the pun there, <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess Australians really do rely on on their vehicles to get to work, to take children to school. Um, we've got a lot of space to cover. Um, Does that all factor into why we're all driving while we're all in cars, Um, you know, in terms of logistics, just to get, you know, uh, from farmland or agriculture areas just to get our food? We rely on the trucking industry to keep Australia moving. Um, Is that why it's the second biggest uh, emitter?
1: Absolutely. So there's a number of factors that influence people's travel choices, you know, where they live, where they work. Uh, what schools their children go to but what we really need is governments to help people make transport choices that suit them but that are also lowering our greenhouse gas pollution from transport. So we need to see governments putting in place policies like greenhouse gas emission standards for vehicles so that when people buy a new car it's less emitting than the one they drove before. And we also need state governments and federal governments to be investing in real public transport alternatives. So people have efficient options to use the tram or the bus, um, but that doesn't cost them in extra travel time or um, doesn't cost them more in terms of what they're paying for uh, to get from A to B. It sounds like
0: uh, what you're asking for is a more efficient energy, sorry, it's a more
1: efficient transport
0: network to get Australians from A to B?
1: Absolutely. So obviously we don't want to force people out of their cars if there's no viable alternative option for them. We want those options to be put in place so people can make positive decisions that are better for them in terms of... um, less travel time and more time with their families but also better for the planet in terms of cutting our uh, greenhouse gas pollution but also less noise on on the roads um less inner city air pollution there's lots of benefits to increasing public transport and reducing the pollution from our cars
0: and so what is it as simple as saying you know electric vehicles are the answer
1: Well, electric vehicles are part of the answer. We want to see a shift from uh, petrol-based cars and diesel buses to electric cars, buses and trucks, and particularly having those electric vehicles powered by renewable energy. That's definitely part of the solution. But we also want to see viable public transport options for people and policies that make sure that, when people are buying new vehicles, they've got real incentives to choose smaller cars or cars that produce less pollution. Because I suppose if everybody switches to electric vehicles
0: in a way, that's not going to do anything for peak hour traffic in the major cities, especially as
1: the as populations grow. You'll just see the same, uh, you know, the same traffic jams, just made up of electric vehicles. So. I guess in in making our transport systems more sustainable it would be great if we can also achieve better travel options for people so quicker a quicker journey from home to work as well as a cleaner one and I understand that if as many
0: as six people started jumping on board public transport that was a bit more efficient and perhaps maybe it was an electric bus, for example, that would make all the difference in terms of, um, I suppose, being more sustainable and cleaner and getting to where you need to go.
1: That's right. So it won't take much to start really um, cutting pollution from our transport systems, but we need to make a start. We need to have policies that tackle this issue um, and have our decisions that we make about how our cities are laid out, our new suburbs and the transport systems that we provide to them. We need to be thinking about those things in terms of climate change.
0: And how is Australian states and territories going? I I know federally we still need an overarching kind of credible policy as you've mentioned but are are there states or territories that are actually doing good things in this space already that we can
1: champion? We're seeing a number of really exciting projects around Australia. For example, uh, the Victorian government announced that all of its trams will be powered by solar power. So they've invested in two new solar plants in Victoria's north. And we've seen other examples of that in Adelaide, for example, and in Canberra, which is 100% renewable powered, and they're now making the shift to electric buses and... Um, their new light rail project. So we are seeing some really positive movements around the country.
0: And what about around the world? Is there another uh, economy or government
1: that we could perhaps maybe look up to and follow follow in those footsteps? There's a number of uh, large cities around the world that are now looking to have zero fossil fuels in their transport systems, um, like Vancouver a number of major cities around the world. So this is something that big cities are moving towards electric buses, renewable powered uh, electric transport systems to really try to cut pollution, both greenhouse gas pollution and air pollution in our cities.
0: And one of the points in your report actually mentions just how many of us drive It's a huge number. Um, Is that just an Australian culture that we we love our cars and we love to hit the road and drive around?
1: It's a pretty common sight to see people, you know, driving the kids to school in Australia or driving to work. About nine in ten of us are driving to get to most of our daily activities. So it's very Australian. But we're not alone. I mean, the United States and Canada are similar, um, and we're seeing cities in around the world with with a similar sort of um, car-loving attitude to Australia, finding ways to, to tackle emissions even given, uh, you know, uh, su- suburban households that rely on their cars to get around.
0: One of the interesting points in the report is that we're actually quite far behind other countries. What can you tell me about
1: that? Well... Australia's really at the back of the pack when it comes to tackling transport and energy efficiency. So that means the cars we drive pollute more. It means we invest less in public transport than in roads as a ratio. Uh, It means we're driving longer distances and that a smaller proportion of us are using public transport. Would you believe that Australia ranks behind Russia in terms of transport efficiency. We're really at the back of the pack.
0: And so if we're wanting you know, uh, national standards, how hard is that to, to come by? How What's the process to make that happen?
1: Well, in terms of uh, vehicle greenhouse gas emission standards, these are already in place in 80% of the global car market. And the federal government has already done quite a bit of work in terms of looking at what these standards would look like in Australia. They've done all sorts of consultation on this. It's really just the mark of a pen to put these plans into action
0: you're up to date with the latest from the climate council podcast team you can access all of the climate council's reports fact sheets and podcasts at climatecouncil.org.au you can also follow us at climate council on twitter and forward slash climate council on facebook don't forget the climate council is independent and community funded we rely on donations to fund our critical research campaigns and projects so please help to support our work and donate via our website today